0: How do you take the skills of one person and transfer them to another person? How do you look at and examine the best employee on a team and make everyone else as good as that employee, right? How do we consistently and continuously push the envelope on what we can do as individuals, what we can do as teams and what we can do as organizations, right? I think that is one of the most fundamental challenges that I wanted to try to solve. And that's ultimately, when I really think about it, why I started Better Everyday Studios. Hello and welcome to the Making Better podcast, where we talk about how to make ourselves, our teams, and our organizations better. Whether you are a talent development professional, a business leader, or an individual contributor, this show will give you actionable insights to help improve your own performance and the performance of those around you. This is the first episode of 2024. I'm so excited to be talking to you and just like we did a little bit of a different episode for the last show of 2023, this show is going to be different as well. Rather than doing our normal style of bringing on a leader in the talent development space or the business space and and talking to them, I'm kind of going to be talking to myself and I'm doing this essentially to answer the second question from last week's episode. So in the last episode of 2023, I had on a bunch of different leaders in the talent development space and asked them what's something they learned in 2023 that made them better. And then I also asked them what's something they were looking forward to in 2024. And though I answered the first question, I said I was going to hold off a little bit. And this is the episode where I'm going to answer that question because I have a little bit more to say. Really what I want to do Let's kind of talk about a little bit more about the the podcast of of this podcast, Making Better, and the Better Everyday Studios brand, and what we're trying to achieve in the talent development space, and specifically what we're going to be doing in 2024 to try to move towards the big, ambitious goals that we have. So I, I hope you really enjoy this. Hope it gives you a little bit of insight into kind of the way I think about talent development and what we're trying to do. Before we get into that, though, I do need to remind you, if this is your first time listening to the episode, please make sure you subscribe so you never miss a future one. and if you are already subscribed, then I please humbly ask that you share this show with just just one other person. just just you know take you know go down to the bottom of whatever platform you're listening to, find a link, shoot it to somebody that you think might find it interesting. That is how we grow. I can't tell you how much it means to me. So with that, let's get into the discussion. So before I dive into really what I'm looking forward to in 2024, I do want to step back a little bit and talk about my company of Better Video Studios and then this podcast of Making Better and start kind of by answering the question, why did I start Better Video Studios and and Making Better? And I've I've answered this on many podcasts, many places that I've been, um, but I wanted to get a little bit more specific with it because ultimately... When I, when I stand back and, and think about what led me to start this, it's really because of this really amazing and optimistic view I have for the future of humanity. I've had the extreme privilege of living a good portion of my life kind of in the future in many ways, right? Like I was an Air Force pilot, so I was flying all over the place doing cool stuff, got to see some really amazing cities around the world. I worked at SpaceX. I remember very specifically Um, this one Halloween when I was at SpaceX, I'd been working there for, you know, maybe two years and it was Halloween and they had a Halloween party for everybody. And so I'm there with my daughter who was probably three at the time and we're doing these little roller coasters and I'm just kind of looking around it's like, okay, there's a building over there where I know for a fact we're, we're building rocket engines in over across the street is this giant metal tube, which was a test of the hyperloop, which was this, you know, transportation concept that, that Elon had come up with. You know, everybody around me is driving Teslas because it was such a popular thing for for SpaceX. In fact, there there was a Tesla, you know, the Tesla design studio was kind of right there in the middle of the SpaceX campus. And I was just like, man, this is this is incredible. And then and then after leaving SpaceX, you know, I worked for other another tech billionaire. I've worked with all these startups. There's a lot of pessimism in the world today. And in some ways, it's well founded because there are a lot of problems, right? There are a lot of problems in the world. But because of the very fortunate career that I have had, the takeaway that I have is that the solutions to all of our problems exist. We just need to scale them essentially, right? Like, like we, we have answers to just about everything. We just need to implement them. I I forget where I heard the quote, but there's a famous quote that says the future is already here. It's just unequally distributed. And I really, really think that's true. So we have this potential for an absolutely amazing future for everyone. We just need to kind of implement those solutions, get out there, do it, scale it, really widen it. And there's lots of challenges to doing that. But in my time at SpaceX, in my time at other companies, I have come to the conclusion that a big part of that challenge, in my opinion, the biggest part of the challenge is specifically the people problem, right? It's how do we get large groups of people to work together effectively. And that in and of itself, you know, the HR space has a lot of different components to it. But the component that I cared about was the talent development piece. It was that how do you take the skills of one person and transfer them to another person? How do you look at and examine the best employee on a team and make everyone else as good as that employee, right? How do we consistently and continuously push the envelope on what we can do as individuals, what we can do as teams and what we can do as organizations, right? I think that is one of the most fundamental challenges that I wanted to try to solve. And that's ultimately, when I really think about it, why I started Better everyday studios because I wanted to get out there and work with as many organizations as I could to try to solve that challenge of how do we, you know, I I often say in many organizations, you know, there's two ways you can upgrade the talent inside an organization you can buy it namely hiring people or you can develop it take the people that you already have and develop them and i think the vast majority of co- of the corporate world at least in the united states is way on one side of that pendulum swing to the buy it where you know i've worked at growing companies where the 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 recruiting team is bigger than the rest of the hr team combined right if you take core hr learning and development compensation All of it, all of them wrapped up together, they are smaller than the, and sometimes vastly smaller than the recruiting team. When I see that, that tells me that we've kind of gone really far to one extreme of this idea of buying it or developing it as as a spectrum. And so I'm interested in working with companies to help. Build up the other side of that spectrum of how do we, when we think about getting more talent in our organization, how do we get there by looking internally? How do we develop the people that are already in our organization? How do we make them better? That's what I wanted to do. And so Better Ready Studios, that's what we've done every day. The majority of what we do is by creating better training for people, for organizations that is more focused on business outcomes, more focused on behaviors than being focused on knowledge and what is sometimes referred to as vanity metrics. Like, you know, how many people like the course, how many people attend the course, that kind of thing. Just by really relentlessly focusing on the results of the training that we create, that's what we do for organizations. But as I started down that path, I thought, you know, well, that's not going to help every. Org- not every organization is going to need that, or want that, or can afford that. Honestly, you know, if you're a smaller organization, you don't have the budget to hire people, h- hire external help. You maybe you have a, a in place team, and you're not looking to outsource anything. And so, or maybe you're just you're just an individual. You're you're a manager inside a larger organization, and you know, maybe that organization doesn't believe in talent development as much. And so that's what led me to the Making Better podcast, where I wanted to take this idea of really focusing on this message of if we want to create this great and optimistic future, then we need to focus on dramatically upskilling and upgrading each and every one of us, um, the making better podcast is a way for me to try to bring that message to more people. And it really says it right in the tagline where, you know, and I, and I changed this partway through the show where now if you, if you look up making better on, you know, Spotify or iTunes, then it says making better where talent development and personal development meet. And, you know, that really sums it up right there because, you know, and and I've, Told this story in a number of places before. When I first left the military and went to join SpaceX, I, I I'll be honest with you, I was not in a in a great place. You know, my my wife and I, we you know, I I changed jobs, we moved, and had our first child all at the same time. Those are three very stressful things, and we decided to do them all at once. Um, and you know, it just felt like this continuous uphill battle where from the outside, it looked like I was doing better and better and better. You know, I left the military to join SpaceX and I joined SpaceX. Like I got my job and then uh, I started as a contractor and then I got a full-time job. We moved to LA and everything looked like it was getting better and better and better. But inside, it it just didn't feel that way at all. It just felt like it was getting harder and harder and more stressful and more stressful. And so I had to dive into a lot of self work you know I went to a Tony Robbins seminar walked on fire did did the whole thing and really got to see that that energy and enthusiasm that exists in the personal development space and how important that is and that's just not necessarily what you associate with with talent development or especially learning and development where so often learning and development it's thought of as school. It's thought of, you know, we're thought of as as teachers and lectures and making PowerPoint slides. And it's just, I just wanted to scream at people like, hey, that that's not what we're about. We're about doing the same thing that Tony Robbins is doing, right? We're about the same thing that all these motivational speakers are doing. We are trying to upgrade the people in our organizations. Uh, and so that's really what I'm excited about. And the hope, the goal of the Making Better podcast is to bring that energy and enthusiasm to as many people as I possibly can. So that's a little bit of the backstory. That's, you know, kind of how we got here, how Better Ready Studios and Making Better started. So then the question is, what am I looking to forward to in 2024? What am I going to be doing in 2024 to help drive us towards that goal? Let's start with the Making Better podcast, right? So from the point of view of the Making Better podcast, like I said, I'm trying to bring all this energy and enthusiasm to more people. And so I'm really gonna be making a concerted effort in 2024 to widen the scope of the kinds of guests that we have on this show to make it exciting and interesting to absolutely as many people as possible. We're still gonna be focused on this core idea of making people better, but to this date, you know, as I think would be common when most people start a podcast, I was really utilizing my close network. And so it kind of started off as almost more of a instructional design podcast. And then it was focusing on, you know, you know maybe a little bit broader talent development, but it was still very kind of, I would almost call it inside baseball, like inside the industry focused. And I want to break out a little bit. I'm still going to absolutely have those guests on. I want to bring on authors from the space, you know, people who are um, who are leaders in our industry, 100 percent going to be there. Also going to be trying to bring in business leaders from outside our space to kind of get their input on how we get their view of the challenges of talent development, where where the learning and development teams are helping, where we are falling short, what we can do better. I think this is something that all of us should be doing. You know, we we talk about this a lot on the podcast about how if if you you want to improve learning and development in your organization, you need to get closer to the business. I, you know, had this epiphany the uh, uh several months ago where i was at a at a conference and i basically just kind of thought to myself well you know we all are asking the question how do we get the business to care about learning that's the wrong question you need to flip it around and say how do we get learning to care about the business you know we need to get closer to our customers really understand what their challenges are if we want to really make a difference in their lives and so hoping to bring on more business leaders, people outside of core L and D or core HR, so that we can get that get that other perspective and talk to that other side of the equation. Uh, similarly, you know, more HR people, still um, still outside of L and D, but get the get the broader people picture a little bit. And then the other thing that I'm really excited about, I still got to figure out exactly how to do this, is to bring on guests who specialize. In performance improvement, but not from like the corporate talent, you know, an L and D perspective. So, a great example of this is I was listen one. uh, There's a podcast I listened to uh, called. Miko uh, stands for main engine Cutoff, and it's a it's a space podcast and I, fr- I actually forget if it was Miko or off nominal it's this, the same host does does both guests, but, or does both shows they're both space shows and one episode they had a co- the head coach of a tour de france team on It was a really fun discussion, but that got me thinking, like, this is exactly the kind of guest that I would love to have on our show. You know, like this, get this sports perspective of how they're thinking about improving performance because, wow, you know, when it comes to improving the performance of teams, sports has it down. You know, they're spending millions, tens of millions, billions of dollars in in that industry to try to improve performance. And I think there's a lot we can learn from that. And so getting this perspective on improving performance, but not from the talent development perspective, I think would be, would be really, really interesting. So I am very excited about that. I'm going all in on this idea of making the concept of making ourselves better, bringing that to as wide an audience as possible is something that I'm really, really going to be focusing on a lot with this show this year. So I hope that sounds exciting to you. It's very exciting to me. Um, And, and, you know, it'll take a little while, you know, we're already, you know, a month ahead in, in recording. So it'll take a little while before some of these new types of guests start showing up, but hopefully they will soon into your feed. So get really excited about that. So that's what's going on with Making Better. With Better Video Studios, we're similarly going through a lot of changes, uh, but kind of in almost the opposite direction, I would say. Um, In Making Better, we're kind of trying to widen the aperture as much as possible of bringing this message to a wider audience by having a wider array of guests. Uh, For Better Video Studios, we're kind of narrowing what we are focusing on in terms of the kinds of work we're doing for clients and bringing to clients. For any of you out there who have started your own business or you've you know done freelancing, you can probably attest to this idea that at first you just kind of say yes to everything, right? Especially if you go out on your own, you know, in uh, last year, in 2022, so you know, almost two years ago now, I, I made the jump and went out fully on my own with, with Better Ready Studios. And so all of a sudden, it's like, hey, got to pay the bills. And so now you're saying yes to any project that comes along. Slowly but surely, you just figure out how you best serve clients and i like to say you know everything in life is a dichotomy it's just you know it's two sides of a coin and you just need to know when to flip from one side to the other so many things in life you need to start them by saying yes to everything and then once you figure out what you're good at you need to flip that and say no to everything except what you are good at and i and we're really at that stage with better everyday studios and we're really going to be focusing on this this concept that I call the talent launch system, where I'm gonna be talking about it a lot this year. It's this framework, it's a four-stage framework where it was really me reflecting on, okay, if, if you wanna build a world-class talent development system, what do you need to be doing? What what are the, the stepping stones that you need to create to really focus on the business and so the four stages you know it starts off with compliance training then hiring and inter- hiring and onboarding then manager training then skill development and kind of each stage of the way the whole focus is how do we drive towards business outcomes as fast as possible that's why the first stage is compliance training because i talk to most people and like compliance training like that's that's boring as all get out nobody likes compliance training that's the thing you just buy off the shelf plug it in and everybody just suffers through it like nobody likes it but you got to do it whatever compliance training if if you're a talent development professional if you are instructional designer out there i got to tell you if you're looking to have a positive ROI on your company and you know you you don't have a history of doing that inside your organization you don't have a history of being judged in that way by your organization the simplest and easiest thing you can do is go after and customize your compliance training cuz i guarantee you if you are doing anything off the shelf or maybe it was made custom but it just it was made many years ago if you go through that content with a fine tooth comb of focusing on behaviors and spoke and focusing on the things specific to your organization your people need to know you can cut between 25 and 50% of the time out of that content i can virtually guarantee it in some cases this isn't going to make sense you know if you are purely an office company, you know, an office-based company where the only compliance you do is harassment training and then it's the the time is literally mandated by the state, that's one thing. I'm sorry, I can't help you. But if you are an organization that in any way touches on, you know, OSHA regulations, safety regulations, any any of the other legal stuff, I guarantee you, you can do a lot better. I've saved thousands of hours per year, right? All you got to do Is you look at the number of employees in your organization, times the amount of time they are spending doing compliance training, times the average hourly wage of your organization, and there's your ROI calculation right there. If you cut an hour off, boom, you know exactly how much money you've saved for your organization. Is it sexy? No. Is it fun and exciting? No. But like I said, it's the simplest and easiest way to get an ROI from training for the first time. And from there you can build up, right? So like, that's why that is the the compliance training is the first stage. And then you kind of get bigger and better from there on. But the whole talent launch system is focused on how do we deliver results to the business as fast as possible? So. You know, we're going to really be focusing on that with clients, delivering that to the clients. We already started it towards the end of 2023 and people are really liking it. And the other thing that kind of came out of the end of 2023 is a very standardized way that we have of working with our clients that our, our clients are absolutely loving. And then the key thing with this, the, you know, the, the thing that I was really thinking of is I wanted to find a way. To maximize the speed at which we moved forward, while minimizing the chances of rework, um, and there's there's a delicate balance there. And after working with you know dozens of, dozens of clients on many many projects over the last few years, really determined that the key to that is in the editing and review process and being very specific about what you review with people when, right? When you are in the outline phase, being extremely clear of, we are looking at ideas and organization, right? Ideas and organization. We're not looking at the wordage of things. We're not looking at spelling. Uh, We're just saying, are all the ideas that need to be in this course here? And is the flow, is the story that we're telling correct, right? Like that is what you are trying to do with it. And then, you know, you move, so you, you move from that to the scripting phase and in the scripting phase, you're looking at specific things and you go to the prototyping phase and you're looking at specific things. And so as you move through that process, just being very clear with our clients of what we're looking at when, and though, and, and depending on the nature of the project, you know, what, um, what they can rework when and why, and what that's going to mean. Because anybody that's ever made instructional content knows that the thing that like really delays it is you get all the way to the last phase. Like, right. Like you build the whole course, you whether it's storyline, whatever it is, you build the whole course, you show it to your, your subject matter expert or your stakeholder. And they're like, you know what? I feel like something's just, there's this whole other concept that we just forgot about. If, if you find that stuff in the outline phase that's easy you're editing a word document at that point but when you find that stuff in the after you've built the course you're talking about doubling the timeline you're basically starting over again and so we we've like I said, worked with a few clients now with this new system, they are absolutely loving it. We're getting tons of amazing feedback of how streamlined it is, how quickly we're moving forward, how they always know exactly what they need to be reviewing. It's min- it's absolutely minimizing the amount of work and energy they're having to spend while they still really feel like the project is moving forward. Um, so I I just, we ended 2023 on such a high note. I'm so excited to continue that moving forward. So ultimately, to get back to this question of what am I looking forward to in 2024, it's exactly that. It's continuing this new process of working with clients, expanding our client base with this talent launch system. So we are really, really focusing on driving business outcomes through better employee training. I couldn't be more excited about it. If if you're listening to this and you think you could be in the market for that, it's it's a new year now. Maybe you're looking to, to jump into some new projects. Even if it's not something that we're gonna work together on. I'd, I'd just love to chat with you about, you know, hey, what are the things you should focus on? What are the challenges that you're facing? If it turns into a project, great. If it doesn't, that's great too. Always looking to meet more people. So please reach out to me. My email is always available, matt at bettereverydaystudios.com. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. It'd be absolutely amazing to talk to you. And, and that's it for now. So we have a lot to look forward to. I I hope you're excited for 2024. There's a lot of turmoil in the world. There's a lot of things going on. It can seem crazy when I, when I reflect back, you know, now that I'm running my own business and needing to sell, I'm I'm doing B2B sales, you know, so I'm talking to a lot of businesses. It's, it's really felt like there's just a lot of, Uncertainty. You know, people don't want to commit to projects. People aren't looking more than like three months into the future, and and I get it. Uh, but there's just so much amazing stuff too. There's so many amazing things happening in the world, and all the and that's not to take away from all the bad things. There's bad things. You know, I have lots of friends that are have been out of work for quite a while now. You know, they got laid off. They're still looking for work. I get it. There's there's lots of hard challenges out there. But the only way to face those challenges, in my opinion, is with this realistic but optimistic attitude of, of we can make things better. And so that is what I'm looking forward to in 2024, I'm so thankful for you. If you've made it this far, I hope you're just as excited about 2024 as I am. Uh, I look forward to seeing you on this podcast. I look forward to hearing from you on LinkedIn and I wish you the best new year. And I look forward to many more episodes in the future. Have a great day.